Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. I'm Macca. My co-host is Misha Ketchell, editor of The Conversation. Our next guests are Simon Ruth, CEO of Thorn Harbour Health, and Dr. Marina Larson. And Marina is historian and principal assessor at Heritage Victoria. What a fantastic job. I'd love to be able to assess all that old stuff, whether it's worthwhile or not. Is that what you do? Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Historic places and objects to see whether they should be recommended for inclusion in the Victorian Heritage Register. Tell us about the register and then, you know, Simon, you know, you can tell us uh, about the Thorn Harbour Awards. I'm interested in Heritage Victoria. I know that... um, there was, uh, you know, there's the Gay and Lesbian Archives in this building. Yes. And I know that uh, thankfully and gratefully they got some, some great assistance from the state government, mm-hmm. one to move to the Pride Centre but also to help with their collection. What other collections related to community are there um, that Heritage Victoria has a bit of a, you know, has an involvement with or is aware of. Can you tell us some other ones? Sure. Well, for those who don't know, the Victorian Heritage Register is a list of the state's most culturally significant places and objects. So it includes 2,400 places and objects, um, including the Shrine of Remembrance, uh, the Eureka Flag, and other objects associated with pivotal historical events. Now, we are, Heritage Victoria is interested in broadening the scope of the places and objects we put in the register and including those related to histories of diverse and marginalised groups. So a couple of years ago, the Australian Queer Archives did a report for us called uh, History of LGBTQI Victoria in 100 Places and Objects. And one of the real standout objects in that report was the Victorian AIDS Memorial Quilt. Yes, yes. And that's... It's such an important, you know, we've we've just had World AIDS Day and and the memorial quilt has such a history, you know, uh, a history of celebration but a history of remembrance and such an important piece of work, isn't it? Such an important item. Absolutely. Uh, The quilt was included in the Victorian Heritage Register in June of this year as historically significant to the state of Victoria as the most significant cultural artefact related to the AIDS crisis of the 80s and 90s. And also as a example of, I suppose, a, a use of the traditional woman's art form of quilt yes. making and a subversion of that tradition as well. It's And of course now it has a, a permanent home here in the Queer Archives and... Uh, you know, these, these, I think it does, doesn't it? No. It's with us. Where is it? it it's, it's at our place. At oh, that's right. Center. Sorry. Yes, because okay. for a long time it was, uh, when it was Victorian AIDS Council, it was sort of, I remember in a room down a corridor, it was... it was. Well, they were a separate organisation. Yes. So they, yeah. they, were, the, they were the Melbourne Quilt 
That's right. Um, and, and they were separate. And about eight years ago, they closed. Um, it, it was run by a bunch of parents. They were yeah. all getting very elderly. Yeah. And um, they asked so if, my we, apologies, if we'd yeah. take over custody of the quilt. And then a couple of years later, we also got the South Australian quilt. Where is the quilt now, then? Uh, so it sits with us at the Positive Living Centre. It, it's not on display, though there is a piece here currently yes, downstairs in the Pride right, Centre. That's right, yeah. Um, and actually, if you go into the Positive Living Centre up until Christmas, we actually have the uh, large parts of the quilt on display. And that's there's also the, an exhibition in South Australia right now at the South Australian Quilt. Ah, so that's the old Braille Library, isn't it? Yeah, in yeah, Commercial it Road, yeah. Um, there's the New South Wales quilt and the other quilts from around the country sit with Powerhouse in a basement that's somewhere right. in yeah. Sydney. Yeah. God, that's a pity. Shouldn't it be on display somewhere, like permanently? We'd love that. It's a bit. It's, also, you know, you've got to preserve it as well. Uh, that's that's one of the challenges, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a real tension. Um, there are many quilts. There are about seven hundred and seventy-five quilts in the Powerhouse Museum in Sydney, and they are treated like museum objects. And if you want to view them, you have to make an appointment, ah. and you're not allowed to touch museum objects. In Victoria, we've done things differently. The the quilt resides with. Thorn Harbour Health, formerly the Victorian AIDS Council, and we have included in the register with very, very specific uh, exemptions which um, allow touch and display because the quilt is so socially mm. significant to communities. So when you say touch and display, what does that mean? You can actually physically come and, 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 and touch the quilt and hold it? And if you want to. So um, in the Victorian Heritage Register, we have uh, the Eureka flag. So that ceased its use. It's, it's really fragile and it's behind glass and only conservators can touch it. The quilt has really strong emotional resonances yeah. for people today. There was the World AIDS Day Memorial Service last week. The quilt is still displayed. You can touch it. And that's really important for makers and loved ones. Mm. So, Simon, um, the Thorn Harbour Awards. Yes, Maker. There were a, a few of them. How many were there? This year there were nine. Nine. In, which includes two life memberships. Okay. Life memberships first? Uh, life memberships this year went to Danny Gallant. Danny's a, a long-term HIV mm -hmm. activist and bureaucrat. He's South Australian and, and, as you know, we work in South Australia now. And it's really Danny who supported us to move into South Australia and, and he's played a huge role in our developing services over there. And in the next 12 months, our service will double in size. Wow. We've been fortunate to get some primary health network funding to expand over there. Um, and the other one's Russell Oakey. And Russell has been a member of of BAC and Thorn Harbour Health and GMHC since 1985, yes. maybe longer. Our records don't, aren't great in those early years. Um, Russell originally set up our counselling <laughs> services um, back when it was completely volunteer run, and then he went on to run Gamma, which was the Gay Married Men's Association, yes. which supported closeted men in relationships with women who were having sex with men, and Russell ran that organisation for over 25 years. And challenged VAC to better support those men and, and do a better job with bisexual men particularly. Yeah. They're, they're great life memberships. Congratulations. Mm. And congratulations to those people. Um, There's so the also... So the other ones, uh, we have a President's Award each year, which who the, the President decides on that award, um, and it went to <coughs> Professor Jenny Hoy. Um, anyone who's been in the HIV space will know Jenny. Jenny has dedicated her entire career um, to, to working in the HIV space. She's the leader of HIV services at the Alfred. She's internationally yeah. renowned. And, and if you've ever gone through the Alfred and you're, you're positive, you probably had Jenny as a doctor at yes. some point and she worked in Fairfield 
in the early days. Um, we have a Greg Friday Award, which honours Greg Friday, who we lost several years ago. Um, he was a young man who volunteered with us and a whole bunch of other organisations and a young woman, a young non-binary person called Tegan West um, won that award and Tegan uh, came to us a couple of years ago and has been volunteering and has started off as a rather shy participant but is now mentoring other volunteers mm. in the program and um, doing F great things Fantastic in those work, services. Yeah. And then we have special service awards. Um, Marina won one of them uh, for, for getting the quilt on the register and all the work she put in there. Uh, Marina Carmen. Um, who used to work with uh, Archers and Rainbow Health Victoria, um, won an award. She uh, sought funding for us to run the Safe Always campaign, which the, was the family violence campaign, which will be back out um, on Billboard shortly. Um, so we thank Marina for that. Uh, Ricky Spencer. Ricky's a trans uh, First Nations activist who's been doing a lot of work with us in the Aboriginal space and also the disability space and, and running groups with us there. Darren Pert, who's another... Um, Darren's the president of Charges, um, does a lot of volunteering with us. And when we have the RuPaul Drag Race events, yes. he, Darren runs the pit crew. Um, if you've ever been to one of those, you would have seen Darren in a pair of bathers on stage. Um, and he coordinates the pit crew and arranges a lot of the volunteering and the sponsorship of a that A different event. pit crew to the Australian Grand Prix, I might add. A different pit Very crew, different. yes. Uh, and the last one, Star Lady. Yes. And, and people will know Star Lady. Star Lady heads up um, Zoe Bell Gender Collective. Mm. Um, Star Lady's done a huge amount of work with us over the years, helping us to improve our trans services and, and working with us as part of Zoe Bell. And, and one particular thing they've done this year is a website called Transfem, uh, which supports uh, cisgendered men who are attracted to trans women and helps them understand you know, the impact of their advances might have on trans women, how to talk to trans women about their lives, how to engage mm. with them, how to not accidentally offend them, and, and also supports trans women who are attracted to cisgender men. It's an incredible website. Um, I would say it's probably one of the four best websites I've ever seen. It it's really um, fits an international niche um, that, that isn't otherwise met. I think one of the, the great things about these awards is the breadth of the awards and recognising people, yes, that are you know, in the community's eye or that are prominent, but also some that are not or some that are not known, but recognising the work that they do, whether it be Heritage Victoria, you know, whether it be you know, this website, that it actually shines some light into areas of our community that perhaps we don't know about, but also we take for granted, doesn't it? That you know, we don't always yeah. understand the work that people do and the sacrifices people make to make our community a better place and a safer yeah, the, place. The, a lot of these are the people working in the background. They're the people yeah. that people... The community wouldn't know. Um, they're the people that come to us with ideas and say, we think Thorn Harbour should be doing this and, and that's how a new service develops or a new program develops. And they're also the people who support us to develop those and create them and, and put in the volunteer hours. I mean, I think people forget we are a volunteer-run organisation. Yeah. We came out of volunteering and activism. We still are. We have over 900 volunteers throughout mm. the organisation in every facet from board, counselling, through to events. So... Um, we, we celebrate our volunteering through these awards. It wouldn't be Saturday Magazine unless I asked you about, give me an update on monkeypox. Where are we at 
Simon, what's what's the situation? I remember last time I was here, we had no vaccine and yes. we, we had an outbreak. We now have no outbreak, but we have lots of vaccine. Lots of vaccine. Um, so you can get vaccinated probably any day of the week somewhere in Melbourne right now. Uh, it's not just us anymore. All the public health units across Victoria are doing vaccination. We would still encourage everyone to get vaccinated um, and, and anyone can go in now and get the vaccine. It is a two-course vaccination. Uh Interest has died out. Um, worldwide, we're seeing monkeypox ha has started to decline. Um, we would hope that maybe in 12 months it's disappeared completely within our communities and it's back just as an endemic condition in Africa. We really need to get vaccine into Africa. That's where we, we need. We need to go back to the source and, and stop it spreading there um, to stop these worldwide outbreaks. But that's, you know, international politics and money and, and drug companies. And, yeah. yeah. I think... When we when we first talked about this, and then the and then also the second time you came in, I look back and I think the terminology is is probably not correct, but I think in a lot of ways we dodged a bullet. We were very lucky that enough people got vaccinated, enough people were cautious with their behaviour and understood how transmissible the disease was. We've now got enough vaccine, so in Australia the risk is probably much lower. But early, in those early days, we were all pretty concerned, weren't we? We thought this is going to really break out. Yeah, the Victorian outbreak was significant. Yeah. And I don't know that vaccination is what stopped it. It was really people Behaviour. changing their behaviours yeah. and being aware that there was a risk out there and, and, you know, containing themselves for a while until they could get vaccinated. Um, New Zealand's also seen a much a smaller outbreak um, in the last month or so. Uh, and, and in our region, there's a couple of outbreaks across Asia um, in countries that didn't have it a few months mm. ago where it's starting to rise. But um, everyone's doing a fantastic job. And as we go into World Pride, you know, that that's probably the next real scare. So we'd encourage everyone to be yeah. vaccinated before you, you hit those events. And I just want to recognise, you know, Thorn Harbour Health took a very prominent public role in uh, advocacy on, on monkeypox, on vaccine and behaviour. Not always popular with some people, but hey, they can't <laughs> help it if they're wrong. Um, I just want to recognise that. I think, uh, you know, it was a great campaign and, and full credit to, you know, yourself and the organisation for standing up uh, and telling the truth. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. A pleasure. And thank you so much. Is Heritage Victoria going to, can we... In the future, will the Pride Centre perhaps be classified as a heritage space? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Heritage is usually over 30 years old. So oh, right. Oh, we've got a while to go. We'll we've got a while to go, but I'd imagine it would be a candidate. Perhaps we could put Paul on the register. He's over 30. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not a building, but... No. <laughs> Look, uh, thank, you, thank you so much, uh, you know, Marina and Simon for coming in. Um, it's great that the quilt is on the register and my apologies for saying that it was was here in the archives i know there's a some of it is here but it's at thorn harbour but thank you for putting it on the register it's it's a really important piece of our 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 lgbtqi heritage in victoria uh so thank you thank you to both of you Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, you are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9, Macca and Misha. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.